Welcome back to another episode of the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. On today's episode, we cover the topic of vitamin B2 or riboflavin found under the nutrition section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin by discussing the deficiency of vitamin B2. The main cause of vitamin B2 deficiency is severe malnourishment. The presentation will include chelosis, corneal vascularization, and magenta-colored tongue. The presentation of a patient who has vitamin B2 deficiency includes chelosis, which is characterized by inflammation of the lips, scaling and fissures at the corners of the mouth, corneal vascularization, and magenta-colored tongue. Again, the presentation of a patient with vitamin B2 deficiency includes chelosis, corneal vascularization, and magenta-colored tongue. In the case of vitamin B2 excess, note that this vitamin is water-soluble, so the excess vitamin is excreted in the urine. With those high-yield facts of vitamin B2, let's try applying some of those concepts with practice questions. Question 1. A 69-year-old patient is brought into his primary care physician by his daughter. The daughter states that ever since the patient's wife died a year ago, he has not been caring for himself. The patient does not answer any questions and is unkempt, wearing only a bathrobe. The daughter continues that the patient no longer hunts, which was previously his favorite activity. In addition, he will not leave the house or cook unless with his daughter. The patient has a past medical history of diabetes, obesity, hypertension, congestive heart failure, and anxiety. His current medications include metformin, insulin, captopril, metoprolol, and hydrochlorothiazide, though the daughter is unsure if the patient has been taking his medications. On physical exam, you note the finding in figure A, seen on medbullets.com. Figure A shows inflammation of the lips, scaling, and fissures at the corners of the mouth. You also note the finding in figure B, which the daughter states is a new occurrence. Figure B on medbullets.com shows an example of seborrheic dermatitis. The patient has mild bilateral crackles and bilateral pitting edema. You also note that the patient has a tremor that occurs when he is writing or handing something to his daughter. Which of the following is the most likely explanation of this patient's physical exam findings? Is it 1. Vitamin B1 deficiency, 2. Vitamin B2 deficiency, 3. Vitamin B3 deficiency, 4. Pterosporum ovale, or 5. Parkinson disease. The correct answer is 2. Vitamin B2 deficiency. This patient is presenting with angular chelitis and seborrheic dermatitis, suggesting a diagnosis of vitamin B2 or riboflavin deficiency. Riboflavin is a water-soluble vitamin that can be deficient in malnourished patients. Riboflavin deficiency classically presents in a malnourished patient with angular chelitis, stomatitis, glossitis, and seborrheic dermatitis. This patient seems to be depressed and is no longer caring for himself, making malnutrition likely. The only diagnosis that can explain his physical exam findings of both angular chelitis and seborrheic dermatitis is vitamin B2 deficiency. I recommend taking a look at figure A on medbullets.com, which demonstrates angular chelitis, a common physical exam finding with riboflavin deficiency. 
Also, figure B demonstrates the flaky, greasy appearance of seborrheic dermatitis. Now for the incorrect answers. Answer 1. Vitamin B1 or thiamine deficiency could present with beriberi, which presents with CHF, and peripheral neuropathy. Though this patient is suffering from CHF, as revealed by his pulmonary crackles and lower extremity edema, this is a condition that he seems to have had for a while, given his past medical history and the appropriate treatment for this condition, beta blockers and ACE inhibitors. In addition, thiamine deficiency would not explain his findings of seborrheic dermatitis and angular chelitis. Answer 3. Deficiency of vitamin B3 or niacin could cause pellagra, which presents with dementia, diarrhea, dermatitis, and if untreated, death. Answer 4. Pterosporum ovale is the fungal agent that can cause seborrheic dermatitis. However, its presence would not explain the finding of angular chelitis. Answer 5. Parkinson disease presents with a tremor at rest that improves with activity. In contrast to this patient's tremor with activity, suggestive of benign essential tremor. Other symptoms of Parkinson disease include a stooped, festinating gait, cogwheel rigidity, and slow movements. Seborrheic dermatitis can occur with increased frequency in Parkinson disease, as can depression. However, this patient's tremor does not resemble that of Parkinson disease, and there are no other physical exam findings suggesting a diagnosis of Parkinson disease. Now for a bullet summary. Vitamin B2 deficiency occurs in malnourished patients and presents with angular chelitis, stomatitis, glossitis, and seborrheic dermatitis. All right, that was an easy one. Let's try another question. Question number two. A 29-year-old man who recently immigrated from Russia presents to the free clinic with multiple complaints. He has a sore throat, fatigue, a rash, and sensitivity to light. He states he has never seen a doctor in his country and his past medical history is not known. His temperature is 97.9 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.6 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 118 over 74. Pulse is 82 per minute. Respirations are 17 per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical examination reveals glossitis, stomatitis, a diffuse dry rash, and the findings found on Figure A on MedBullets.com. Figure A shows inflammation of the lips and fissures at the corners of the mouth. Which of the following vitamins is most likely deficient in this patient? Is it 1, vitamin A, 2, vitamin B2, 3, vitamin B6, 4, vitamin B7, or 5, vitamin C? The correct answer is 2, vitamin B2. This patient is presenting with angular chelitis, stomatitis, and dermatitis, which is suggestive of riboflavin or vitamin B2 deficiency. Riboflavin acts as a cofactor in oxidation and reduction reactions within the body, forming an important part of the composition of the electron carriers FAD and FMN. Riboflavin deficiency presents with sore throat, hyperemic and edematous oropharyngeal mucous membranes, glossitis, stomatitis, normocytic normochromic anemia, photophobia, and dermatitis. Other vitamin deficiencies may also be present and may require additional investigation. 
Riboflavin can be found in many food types, including milk, cheese, meat, eggs, fish, green beans, asparagus, and leafy green vegetables. Take a look at figure A on medbullets.com to see an example of angular chelitis, which is common in vitamin B2 deficiency. Now let's go through the incorrect answers. Answer 1. Deficiency of vitamin A or retinol may cause night blindness and dry skin, but would not cause angular chelitis. Answer 3. Deficiency of vitamin B6 or pyridoxine could cause convulsions, hyperirritability, peripheral neuropathy, and acideroblastic anemia. It is common in patients on isoniazid, which is why patients on isoniazid are also started on vitamin B6. Answer 4. Deficiency of vitamin B7 or biotin is relatively rare but may cause dermatitis, alopecia, and enteritis. It can also be caused by antibiotic use or excessive ingestion of raw eggs. Answer 5. Vitamin C deficiency causes scurvy, which can present with bleeding gums, loose teeth, perifollicular hemorrhages, and easy fractures. Now for a final bullet summary. Deficiency of vitamin B2 or riboflavin presents with angular chelitis, glossitis, stomatitis, and hyperemic edematous oropharyngeal mucous membranes. With that bullet summary, we wrap up today's short discussion on vitamin B2. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets podcast thus far, we'd appreciate your consideration in leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.